0: Hey everybody, I am Dr. Jacob Larson, and this is uh, Jacob Larson's show. On this show, we'd like to talk about education, technology, and media. And in this episode, we're going to do a little bit of everything. A lot of the the, the most recent episodes, they've been digging into education and, and kind of the, the thick of, I don't know, some some fantastic, nerdy, deep things. In <laughs> um, this episode, I'm going to take a slightly different take Um, We're going to dig in some of the technology and the media side of things. We're going to be talking about what it's like to teach on YouTube. Now let me clarify, I don't mean just making videos for your students, but actually making your videos public and kind of everything that comes with that. So let's get started. Let me give a little bit of background um, to get started. I, I have a background in media production. Um, long before I ever became a teacher, I, I I, made movies. I made short films with my friends. Um, I, uh, I also am a co-owner in a video production company with, with my best friend. And uh, we're currently editing um, a feature film that I wrote and that I directed and that we're producing. And we've worked on a feature-length documentary. We've done a lot of the media side of things. But along the way, one of the things that I've done is I created a YouTube channel to put my educational videos on. Uh, One of the things I do during the summer, most summers, is I teach an online set of courses for the community college that I work at. And I... I'd done a podcast before because I thought it'd be, you know, when and this was long before COVID-19 and (laughs) the need for everyone to learn what distance learning was. But I, I was just really interested in producing media. I had the skill and the capability of doing it, but I also, as a teacher, someone who had experienced learning online and teaching online, I thought, man, this would be more effective if I could, make a version of myself and put it out there for my students. So my first, my first test of this was a podcast. And, uh, and I, I recorded a bunch of my lessons. I posted them. And students had a pretty good reaction to it. They thought, well, this is pretty great that as I'm taking this online class, I could also hear my teacher actually speak. So instead of just finding good content on the Internet, I was the content on the Internet. A couple of years later, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna just make videos. So, I looked at the the two classes I teach online, and I plotted out a series of videos. It came to about 25. So I shot them all. I started by making them just just private for my students within you know our our online course, and then eventually, I just posted everything to YouTube for the world to see. And not much happened at first, and slowly. It started to gain some traction, and it turned into something. And that's what I want to talk about. It's a really cool experience to, I mean, over time, if, if you've been doing this for a long time, you get to the point to where you've made enough videos that when a student has a question, you can just point to a video where you've already answered that question and it's not just some random person on the internet showing it or describing it. It's actually you. And I was always interested in accomplishing that, like turning my lessons into a product, if you will. Not, not so much for sale, but we gain so much institutional knowledge as teachers. We learn so much. And we teach a lot of the same concepts over and over and over and over again. I thought, wouldn't it be great if I could just package that so that it could be reused? And what that's done is it's made it so that I can take something that I've taught and scale it. So, see, when you teach someone in person... It, it can be very effective, it's very personable, but it's limited to you in that moment with that other person. By being able to record yourself in video and in audio form, it makes it so that it can be scalable. It can be used over and over and over again, not just within the confines of your classroom, within the time that you have available and the effort that you have available to provide that for your students, but it can be done all over the world, countless times, simultaneously, even when you're asleep. And, and that's something that I, I didn't really understand what that could or would become. So let me tell you uh, just a, a little bit of the numbers. I've, so my channel that I'm talking about is called Read, Write, and Cite. If you go to youtube.com slash readwritesight, it'll go there. If you go to my website, readwritesight.com a lot of things are right there. I'm gonna give you some of the numbers from the YouTube channel, so I can give you dates and, and things like that, so I'm pulling up some of the analytics. This is one of the interesting things that you don't get as a teacher, is you don't get analytics for views, You don't you don't know how long someone watched you teach and whether they engaged with it or not, but that's something you get when you're producing content on the internet. Okay, so if I look at my all-time numbers, Okay. Lifetime numbers. Okay. I have 510,600 lifetime views, and that goes back probably to September 2017. So what is that? We're about 4, 17, 18, 19, 24 years. Over four years, Um, I just passed half a million views. That's something I never would have been able to do in person, right? Not that that's super important. It's just I'm putting this into context for what it means when you create something and then you put it online. The majority of these views come from about three or four of my videos. I have a video called How to Write a Critical Analysis Essay that has about just under 180,000 views, a video called How to Cite Using MLA Style, again, just short of 180,000 views. Uh, Right now, this video is being viewed a lot, How to Write an Outline, that's about 55,000 views, How to Write a Reader Response Essay, 33,000 views, and then it goes down from there. Most of the videos don't have a whole lot of views, and I have over 100 videos now, but for those 3-4 videos which account for the majority of my views it's helped hundreds of thousands of people and I couldn't have done that in person it would have taken me years and years and years to do that but within 4 years because I decided to record some videos and share them on the internet for an online class and, but I made it public for the world that opened up something new. So if I look at who my audience is, um, I've got getting, we have uh, 5,800 subscribers, um, which which is interesting, the concept of a subscriber for your classroom because we don't really get to pick and choose who our students are. And then the concept of trying to do something to keep them in the classroom is a little bit different than what we're used to as teachers. Especially when we're um, at the high school and college level. Okay, let's see what it says here. Um, the majority of the people watching the videos are not subscribers. Uh, here's some interesting stats you get when you're when you're uh, when you're putting your stuff on the internet that you don't get in your classroom. Um, I'm a male teacher, but I have a slight majority of the people watching the videos are female, so it's 50.7% versus 49.3%. The majority of views come from 18 to 24-year-olds, which would be my target audience, college-age students. And that is 48.8% of viewers. Um, There's a little bit that it's in the high school range, the next group, 25 to 34, accounts for almost 30%, and then it, it goes on from there. So the majority, I, I'm about 50-50 on men and women. About half of my my views are college-age students, which is what I target. Um, but also we have people older than that, uh, 11.5%, 35 to 44. I imagine these might be teachers or older students. Um. And then there's there's other interesting numbers. 46.4% of the views come from the United States. I'm based in Arizona, but the majority of the people watching my videos are not Americans, or at least they're not viewing it from the United States. The next closest we have uh, the United Kingdom, 6.3% Canada, 6%. Philippines, 5.5%. India, 4.7% opening up the chart to go down from there australia 2.2 percent pakistan germany south africa kenya saudi arabia malaysia turkey indonesia algeria jamaica egypt bangladesh morocco united arab emirates uh, guyana kuwait new zealand ireland mexico jordan hong kong trinidad and tobago ghana iraq japan puerto rico Netherlands, Nigeria, U.S. Virgin Islands, Belize, Lebanon, Qatar, and the list goes on. Let's end. 36 views from Yemen, and that I skipped over a couple countries. These are things I never would have been able to do if I hadn't made it public. So, I think that's kind of interesting. It also helps that the majority of the comments that come through the channel are positive. They're people saying thank you, or they're asking a question, and, and for the most part, it's very respectful. Every once in a while, I get a really strange comment. Like, I made one video where I, and it was a popular video, where I had a runny nose and I was sniffing. And a lot of people comment about my my runny nose. Every once in a while, someone makes a comment like, oh, is that guy on drugs? Just, I don't know, I'm chill. I, I, don't, I don't know what that is. But other than a couple of negative comments here and there, Largely everything is positive and the majority of the time people are just saying thank you. Thank you for putting this out there. That reinforces that for me it's really worth your time to create something that one, yes, you can use with your students. And two, that can help people you may never meet. You may never even know they watch it. And it's out there in the world doing some good. Now, Yes, there's obviously some reasons why you don't want to do this. Um, I don't record me teaching live students, and that's for their privacy. So I will talk directly to the camera, and I try to keep it fairly short. You know, maybe a ten-minute, maybe a ten-minute or so video. Um, so I can teach a concept. It can be rewatchable. Students like it because they can pause it. They can kind of manipulate and control things. It's within their control. So much so that when I'm in person, which is a little bit hard now, but when I'm with my students, sometimes they prefer to watch the video of me than to hear me actually teach. I don't know that there's a huge difference between how I taught, but it puts them in charge. It puts them in control. Now, fortuitously, if there is something fortuitous in all this COVID-19 pandemic stuff that's just uh, obliterated so much that we do in education. It has made it so that I already have over 100 videos available that I can share with my students that line up with what I teach. And so when I come to something that I haven't taught or I want to go, I want to focus on something specific or whatever, I've also developed the skills to record that video. But I can lean on what I've already done, which is great. Now, for my students right now, because many of them, they it's, they may be at home, but they don't have great internet. Or, you know, things are really busy and hectic at home, so it's hard to focus on their work. What a lot of students like to do is do their work late at night. They like to do it, at, you know, I'm going to bed, and I start seeing notifications for assignments coming in. That's, They can't do that if the teacher isn't available to them, but because I've recorded videos and I've made them available to them, it's, it's, it's available for them to, to watch whenever it's convenient and they have complete control. Now, I definitely look at some of my videos and I'm like, oh, I wish I could change that or I, I could explain it a different way or whatever. And, and I have a couple of videos I've re-recorded or I've just recorded them again with a slightly different focus But for the most part, the the most popular videos were that original group that I did, where I just planned out and I tried to make some solid videos that lined up with my college classes. Now, one other thing to be aware of. After you reach a certain audience, it is possible to monetize what you do. I felt weird about this for the longest time, but because the vast majority of my students are not the ones in my classroom, I felt okay with it, and it made sense. So, how do you monetize videos for YouTube? Well, first of all, they have to be public, and you have to build up an audience. You need at least one thousand subscribers, which is one thousand people who've clicked subscribe on your videos, and then you need four thousand watch hours in the last thirty or in the last year, three hundred and sixty-five days. so that's that's a lot of hours, and you can't just do it in in one video and it takes a little while. When I was starting to get those numbers it I probably my channel's been monetized for just over a year so i I'd, I'd been doing this for about three years before um, I'd reached that bar that YouTube uh let, but it's also the channel is growing. At first, you know, I had just a few students every once in a while here that would subscribe. I say students because it's like I'm, it's like they're my students. Um, but things have picked up, especially during the pandemic. I can look up at the last, okay, in the last month, my channel has added. I'm trying to look up the new. Um, it's got so much data here, I can't even tell what the new subscribers are. Let me back up. I think it's about a few hundred a month that are adding to the channel now. Now, it took a long time before that started to happen, but it has started to grow exponentially. Um, okay. Okay. I currently have five thousand seven hundred eighty eight subscribers five hundred and sixty six added in the last twenty eight days. if I look at the last thirty or sorry ninety days three months one point six thousand subscribers have added and it it took me it took me about three years to get to a thousand but now. Within three months, I was able to get one and a half. Like it, it just started to grow. So, I what's it look like in the future? I don't know. I don't. I don't understand if and when people are leaving the channel because they finish college and they're like, I don't need this anymore, or if they just keep it around in case that's something that they want to do. That's a question that I have, that I really don't know the answer to. Um, but talking about monetization, you can make some money. It's it's a little bit. How YouTube pays is constantly changing. And if you, if you spend a lot of time watching YouTube, whether you're watching teachers or, or someone else, they all get paid differently. And it's based on a revolving, updating scale of how long people watch the videos, the content of your videos, can they put ads on them, things like that. It really has to do with getting a cut of the ads that are put on it and who's willing to buy an ad on that. So an education, unless we're talking news or politics or something that can get controversial, it's, it's probably fine. For some reason, English videos, uh, they pay pretty well. I've seen, I can get a couple hundred dollars a month on, on my videos. But I've heard YouTubers that have millions of views make about the same amount of money because they just, I don't know, YouTube doesn't pay them. They don't equate it the same. And maybe that's a good thing for teachers. <laughs> I really don't know what to say about that. But I've watched videos and they're like, oh, wow. They definitely don't make their money off of ad sales, but that's what you know a teacher could do. If that's something you're interested in, at the very least, it could be a little extra money for your classroom. Maybe it pays for, I don't know, some equipment or something like that it's definitely not enough to live off of i can't quit my day job to teach youtube full time but it's uh it's something to be aware of that's worth looking at if we're talking about numbers if you go to websites like socialblade socialblade.com you can kind of estimate and they're wildly off from my numbers so i don't know that you can trust those or not anyway um so what else did I want to cover? It's one of the things I really enjoy, though sometimes it's a little bit, it makes me a little anxious, is when students ask questions. I say students, again, they're people watching my videos all over the world. Um, I, you know, they, they may have seen a video and they're like, you know, can I, paraphrase this instead of just direct quoting it and and oftentimes it's a really short answer I just pull it up on my phone and I can comment and respond back to them and it I feel like I'm I'm putting value out into the world which is probably why a lot of us got into teaching in the first place you've just expanded and made your your class size bigger right like my class is half a million people if if you look at it that way not everyone asks questions um sometimes I'll have people who ask me to 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 do something that's gonna take a lot of time like you know can you can you read this paper and tell me what you think for those things? I just say no i'm not getting i'm I'm not being paid to do this, so I'm not gonna put in like you know an hour worth of work to work someone to help someone with the paper that's just it would be too much. If I started doing that because now I'm a tutor to half a million people and that's, there's not enough time in the day to do that, which was kind of the point to begin with, was making content that can serve people beyond your physical scale. When it comes to tutoring, that is still limited to just you, the person, and that's not what YouTube is great for. So how do you get this out into the world? Um, I, YouTube does a good job when of, when people watch a video for an extended period of time, they will start sharing it with other people that are watching something similar. And so over time I started to rank, that's the term they like to use. I, I started to rank well on it, on MLA. So if you search MLA, probably early on, you're going to see my video where I had the runny nose (laughs) Um, but over time other videos have picked up and even you know there's one that currently is past it if you make good quality content eventually people will find it it's going to be a slow process like I said I'm four years into this and now it feels like things are starting to pick up but if it continues the exponential growth that I have right now I mean I I could be up to 50,000 views this time next year or 50,000 subscribers this time next year. Who really knows? Um, But what I found is, so long as I'm making new videos, even if they're not super popular, YouTube will continue to, to share my videos with the world because they find that it's relevant, the channel hasn't been abandoned, and it's still providing value to people. And it helps me because I have new videos that I can share with my students. So like recently, I've been doing this series of videos where I'm I'm sh- I'm showing how to do activities. Most of my videos are explaining a concept, but now it's like, okay, well here's a worksheet. Let me explain how to do it. And that's really valuable for my students right now because I can't be in person with them. I pair that with a video previously where I've explained the concept even though they could be years apart. You put it together and and it can help students to hopefully be successful. So, I I feel like I'm rambling. I apologize for that. I just wanted to kind of get some ideas out there. Just, I think this is, if, if you're not afraid of putting some time in and, and putting yourself out there into the world, I think you might find a lot of value in recording yourself teach, even if it's just talking directly to a camera like this, making it public and you could provide a lot of value and good for the world. Just like I'm recording this podcast, I mean, I'm probably not going to make any money off of this, <laughs> but hopefully this is something that's valuable to you. And if it's valuable to you, it's worth it to me. And maybe you feel the same. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching if you're on the YouTube channel. Um, if you want to look at all the places where I post things, uh, my my website, drlartson.com, I share these episodes where uh, you know you can find all the episodes of the podcast or you can go to the Jacob Larson Show. It, basically, all the places where podcasts are available or you can see them directly through the website. I also, if, I, if I've created some sort of document with something, I might post it there. If you're looking specifically for my English content, you can go to readwritesite.com where these worksheets that line up with my videos, I'm, I'm posting them there right now. So I mean, a teacher... And every once in a while, I, I, I have like a university librarian or, or a teacher creating an online course or something. Contact me and they're like, hey, um, we found your video. We thought it was great. We want your permission to use it for our class. And so that's probably happened four, maybe five times where people have reached out and they've asked permission to use my content for an online course or something like that. And that shows me, OK, other teachers also find it useful and valuable and that's, that's worthwhile to me. Anyway, readwritesite.com, you can find those. Uh, sometimes I post things as podcasts. I don't know. I'm a little bit up in the air about that, but there's the YouTube channel, readwritesite.com. That's, where, that's what I've been talking about was that channel specifically. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, there's Facebook and other things, but I'm not very good at posting to those. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that this was some value to you. If you're thinking about starting your own YouTube channel, message me, let let me know. I'd, I'd be glad to answer your questions about it. And if there's a specific topic you'd like for me to record about, let me know. I'd be glad to do it. So that's it for this, uh, this episode. I'm Dr. Jacob Larson. This has been The Jacob Larson Show. Have a good week and I'll see you in the next video.